You're listening to the Purposeful Career Podcast with Carla Hudson, episode number three. I'm Carla Hudson, corporate brand strategist turned entrepreneur and life coach. Whether you're on the corporate or entrepreneur track, or maybe both, I've learned that creating success happens from the inside out. It's about having the self-confidence, decisiveness, and unstoppable belief to go after and get everything you want. If you'll come with me, I'll show you how. Well, hey there. I'm so glad you joined today because we're going to talk about knowing what you want, or more specifically, why so many of us don't. And most importantly, what you can do about it. Because too many of us default out of our ability to choose what we want, and we end up in a career that's less than it could or should be. Listen, your career is the ultimate choose your own adventure. It's something that really in your life gets to be about you. It's not about your parents. It's not about your partner. It's not about your kids. You get to decide what you want to do with the time that you spend working. Why leave something that important and potentially a decision that could lead to something so exciting and fulfilling in the hands of chance? I mean, if nothing else, I think 2020 proved to all of us that chance isn't really our friend, right? I mean, hello, pandemic. So let's promise ourselves that in 2021, we're not going to leave the choice of what we do with our career or our contribution that we want to make up to fate or chance. We're going to purposefully decide and then go do it. So let's dive in and look at the issue. So if not knowing is a challenge for you, you're not alone. Without a doubt, it's actually, well, probably is the most common thing that I work on initially with my clients. So many of us have lost touch with what we want and we're just kind of going through the motions. And it's some of the most important work that we can do. You might be saying, well, is it really? (laughs) It really is because when we stay too long in not knowing, we start to drift. So by default, we've kind of decided not to decide. If we say we don't know what we want, then we're letting chance decide for us. And when we do that, we don't make the progress we'd like to make, which means that our career could stall. And if it goes on long enough, maybe even derail. And even worse, we could end up on a path that we're not even remotely interested in because chance probably isn't going to have your back on this one. If you don't decide what direction you want to head in, you're probably going to head in a direction you don't want to go. And there's literally nothing worse than that. That is why so many people hate Sunday night because they know morning and the drudgery is coming. So let's really get into this and talk about it. So knowing what you want is actually a choice. And what makes it go from fun and exciting, the ability to choose, to intimidating is about what we do to ourselves inside our mind. Because choice is really about listening to what's going on inside yourself, your tuition, if you will. 
So the ability to look at the intersection of really, I like to think of it as three concentric circles. The first one is what you know you're good at. The second is what you're passionate about or interested in. And the third is what you can make a living doing. When those three things come together, it's the stuff or the thing. In some cases, it's just one thing. And some, for some people, it's a few things. Whatever's in this concentric in those concentric circles in the center of that, that is your thing. And then once you've identified that, it's about having the courage to say, that's what I'm going to do. And in theory, this sounds so fun and exciting. But for many of us, when we're faced with having to make that kind of a choice, we really just don't do it. And why is that? In my coaching experience with my clients, it really comes down to three reasons, and they're all rooted in emotion. So let's get into it and talk about it at a deeper level. So the first reason we get stuck in not knowing what we want is fear. In this scenario, we cause ourselves to get stuck because our brain is thinking, what if I choose the wrong thing? Very, very common, like there's a right or wrong. So this belief that there is a right or wrong decision causes us to be fearful because it pushes against our desire to choose because we've convinced ourselves that there's so much at stake. It's black or white. It's do or die. After all, what if we don't choose the right thing? What if we get it wrong? So we tell ourselves that we'll just think about it some more. And we start spinning and ruminating about, about it endlessly, sometimes for years. And we'll take sort of any old job that comes along while we're trying to decide what we really want to do. Put really in parentheses. You know, or we'll wait for a sign. We tell ourselves, I just need something to show me what I should be doing. Here's the truth. This type of black or white thinking goes nowhere and it does not serve you at all. A different way to think about it is that there is no wrong choice. There's just a choice. Make a decision, the best decision, based on how you feel right now and what answer popped up in the middle of those concentric circles on what you're passionate about, what you're good at, and what you can make a living at. Whatever reveals itself to you, say it and then commit to it and believe that at least for right now, that's the right decision and then commit to it with everything you've got. You don't have to stay on that path. If you get halfway down the path and something new reveals itself to you, give yourself the permission to change your mind. But for right now, the most important thing that you can do is to make a decision and start moving. So don't make yourself wrong. Wrong does not serve you. It stops you right in your tracks. And it, that's part of what gets you stuck. So reason number one is the what if I'm wrong fear. Reason number two is about self-doubt. So this happens when we know what we want, but as soon as we identify it, our brain goes to work and it tries to convince us that we might not be able to do it. So your brain might serve up a thought like, I might fail. What if I fail? I'll look like a fool. This is a different kind of fear than the first one. This is not about being wrong. 
This is about not being able to get it done. It's, a, it's about a lack of self-confidence or self-belief. And maybe a little bit about how you might look to others that you know, like, and respect if you fail. So you get stuck. And there's no way of getting out of this one other than to get in touch with what you're thinking in the moment and deciding, yes, you do get to choose to think something different. You don't have to stay stuck with a thought like, I might fail. No one wants to stay <laughs> stuck with that thought. It's not going to get you anywhere. When you see it, notice the thought that you're, you're afraid that you're going to fail and immediately choose a different one. That new thought might be something like, I've got this. This is the perfect thing for me. Even if those things don't feel true, even if your brain keeps serving up some kind of self-doubt, you can hang on to that thought until you do start to believe it. Overcoming self-doubt is really about remembering that sometimes, you know, your brain is going to try to protect you. And it's not about making yourself wrong or bad or weak or whatever about having these thoughts around failure. It's about kind of having compassion for yourself. Like your brain, that primitive part of your brain that's evolved over millennia is really trying to do for you what it did for your ancestors, you know, the one that was trying to keep you from getting eaten by the lion, you know, so in this instance, you know, a modern man doesn't have to worry about the same things that our caveman ancestors had to worry about. But this is kind of the same thing, putting yourself out there and doing something scary or something that you know that others might not like or approve of, or that might seem hard or impossible is scary. And it feels like a risk. And your primitive brain is going to do whatever it takes, including saying, I think you might fail, you're going to look like a fool, don't do it, to keep you safe. And from putting yourself out there, have compassion for that. That's not a bad thing. Having your part of yourself wanting you to be okay is not a bad thing. But staying with that automatic thought that your brain serves up to try to keep you safe it's just going to get you stuck. At the end of the day, what does it mean if you try and you don't succeed? What does failure even mean? It means what you decide it means. Some people view failure as just, I tried something and it didn't work. Now I'm going to try something else. But if you've got a little perfectionist in you, you know, maybe, maybe mixed with a little bit of a, things always come a little easy for me. So I have to be perfect, you know, I can't look silly. Uh, I have to be able to do new things perfectly on the first try or else it's like you're gonna beat yourself up and you're gonna keep yourself kind of playing small and keep yourself from putting yourself out there in a way that might really be an exciting new path for you. So the answer for it is just to see the thought when it's there and to realize that just because you have a thought like I might fail or what if I look like a fool doesn't mean that that's true. It's just something your brain did to try to protect you. You can choose a new thought, hang on to that and get going. So reason number one was about fear of doing, you know, choosing the wrong thing. Reason number two is about self-doubt and fear of failure. So what's reason number three? Reason number three is 
very common, and it's what I call judgment. So in this scenario, we get stuck not thinking about or connecting to, in some cases, what we want. We get stuck worrying about what others think we, quote unquote, should do. So our brain serves up thoughts like, I shouldn't do X, I should do Y. Maybe it's because someone we respect, like a teacher, a parent, a mentor told us we should do that. Many times those things tend to be things that we should be doing because, or we think we should be doing because we're good at them. But that doesn't mean just because we're good at them, it doesn't mean that they're interesting to us. Like for example, maybe you've always had a passion for teaching, but your father wants you to be a lawyer. Nothing wrong with being a lawyer, but if you want to be a teacher, being a lawyer is going to feel like drudgery, no matter how much money you make. Or if we want to pursue a passion for art or music, but our spouse thinks we need to stay with a more practical or quote unquote safer choice in staying with the corporate job, we're going to start to feel trapped, right? We're going to drag ourselves to that corporate job every day while we dream of or we see um, our life and our passion for art or music slipping away. Caving to judgment is not fun. And I'm not saying we should all quit our jobs and run off to be a rock star. But what I am saying is, if there's something calling to you, and it won't let go of you, I believe that in some form or fashion, that's something you're meant to be doing. Maybe not full time. Maybe you can do both for a while until you see how viable that thing is. But you have I truly believe that if it's a dream or a thought or a passionary that will not let you go, you have to honor it because it's part of your time here on earth and what you're meant to do and contribute. Maybe not full time, but in some fashion. So when you give in to should, it is really a way of locking ourselves into not what we want, but what someone else thinks we should do. And that's never going to lead anywhere good. In my view, giving into shoulds is the road to resentment and misery. And in some cases, the demise of that relationship with that person, because all you can do is just be angry about the fact that you did what they wanted and now you're miserable. So to recap, the three reasons we don't know are fear, self-doubt, and judgment. And all three of these things happen when you stop connecting or looking for your own answers to come from inside and instead start putting the opinions of others before your own. In this way, your brain is going to be forced to sort of step up and serve up thoughts that are designed to keep you safe, safe from making the wrong decision, safe from trying and maybe failing, safe from the judgments of others who might want you to choose a different path. So how do you move past it? Well, first you have to connect to the thing that sits at that intersection I talked about of your passion or interests, your skills, what you're good at, and the ability to make a living. And whatever the answer is that's in the middle of those three circles, name it. I want to do or be X, Y, Z. And as soon as you do that and say it to yourself and then eventually to others, you've decided. And when, once you decide, 
and you say, I want to do X, Y, Z, then your brain is immediately going to kick in and just know it. It's going to kick in and probably serve up one of those three things, fear, self-doubt, or judgment. And all you have to do is recognize that that's going to come up and just observe the thoughts. The things like I might fail, or what if I make the wrong decision, or but my partner really wants me to do this, not that. You don't have to give in to the emotion that that brings up for you. Just allow yourself to notice that the thought appeared and decide instead to choose another one. Have it ready, think of it in advance, and make it be something that you purposefully sort of rip out the old one and reinstall the new one. I've got this. Even if you aren't sure that you do, because the second you choose a, it's kind of a thought swap, but the second you go immediately from really deeply rooted feelings of self-doubt or fear of failure or whatever, and choose something like, I've got this, that comes from a place of, if you believed it, confidence, you know, it's going to, your brain's going to tell you it's not true. And you're just going to have to sort of sit with it and work with it and affirm it and keep sort of telling yourself that you can do this. Even when you fail and feel like you did sort of stumble a little bit and all of that, by telling yourself, I've got this, eventually, might take some trial and error, you're going to start to feel confident, determined, even excited. And when you feel this kind of emotion, you're going to give yourself permission to really start going for it. Not just saying you're going to do it, but really taking specific actions to achieve that thing. And even if you fall down, you don't make it happen on the first try or the fifth try or the 50th try sometimes, keep going. Because after all, that is what you said you wanted. This is your career. You don't have to live it in fear of failure or self-doubt. You don't have to do what someone else thinks you should do. Don't pursue something your heart isn't telling you that you really want just because someone that you love and respect thinks you should do it. Remember, the reason they're telling you that is because they want the best for you. And they, they may, from their own frame of reference, truly believe that you should go do that thing. That doesn't mean they're right. Don't look to the outside for the answers to what you want to do with your career or the contribution that you're here to make. This is your career. Decide what you want to do with the time that you spend working and then commit to it and go for it and believe that eventually, if you keep trying, you're going to get it done. So that's what I wanted to leave you with today, my friends. Remember, a purposeful career doesn't just happen. It happens on purpose and only you can do it. You deserve everything you dream of and then some. So this week, take the time to really connect to what you want. Listen to what your intuition is telling you that the right thing for you is. Name it. Decide how you want to think about your ability to do it and then get going. Make it a great week, my friend. We'll see you next time. Hey, do you have a life coach? If not, I'd be so honored to be your coach. 
Whether you're on the corporate or entrepreneur track, I've been where you are and I know I can help. I've created a virtual coaching program called Next Level, and I'd love to invite you to join me. We're going to address challenges, work on goals, do group coaching, and so much more. You're going to take these concepts that you're learning on this podcast to the next level, really apply them to your career and life so you get everything you're looking for. So when you're ready, check out next level at thepurposefulcareer.com backslash next level. It's affordable and the best investment you can ever make in yourself and your career. We'll see you there.